1: You cannot uh, affirm someone in their own delusion. You cannot affirm someone in their own self-hatred. Actually, that's cruel. You have to tell the truth. You have to be kind about it, of course. You have to be compassionate. Uh, but you cannot yield the truth because someone with different politics or someone with a different sense of reality tells you to do so.
2: That's Christopher Rufo, who's doing brilliant work in battling against the Abuse and mutilation of children who momentarily have confusion about their sex, uh, often because confusion about their sex has been pushed on them by progressive folks, um, all in a lead up to some really courageous uh, testimony before the the Texas uh, Assembly. I guess they're a governmental body there. Anything to add, Jack, before we dive in? Uh,
3: No, I am interested in hearing where this is going.
2: Yeah, this uh, you're going to hear the voice of uh, Prisha Mosley, who's now 25, who is suing the medical team that put her on testosterone at age 17, surgically removed her breasts, fast-tracked her into transgender care for profit what, when what she really needed was therapy. And the main reason to, to go ahead and play the audio from this poor young woman is she gives a first-person account of what it's like if you're confused and you say, if you dare breathe to the wrong person, I don't know, maybe it's a gender thing with me. What happens? As I've said, it's you get whisked onto this activist conveyor belt. Here's Prisha Mosley uh, in, in front of the Texas uh, house in 94. Michael, and we'll go from there.
4: My name is Prisha Mosley. By the time I was 12 years old, I was battling with anorexia, depression, OCD, and anxiety, which would evolve into an eventual borderline personality disorder diagnosis, a very severe condition. At 15, the trans community found me suicidal and unstable, and convinced me that all of my suffering was caused by being born in the wrong body. I believed that something was deeply wrong with me, and my doctors agreed. They assisted me in mutilating myself, even eventually removing body parts.
2: Well, there was Go a on, lot man. there. Uh, yeah, indeed. Do you want to uh, talk about that? Or?
3: Well, so this person was had a lot of different problems,
2: issues. Diagnosed emotional and mental issues, yes.
3: Yeah, so that you'd think that would be a giant red flag alone, that if you have a bunch of other things, um, you know, let's be darn sure what we're doing here before we start cutting into
2: well, right, so you're very troubled and unhappy, and you say, I think it's this, and the entire medical community says, she has to be right, she has to be right, just Man. on this topic.
3: Anybody who's dealing with any family member, or themselves, who with mental issues, you get lots of opinions. I mean, I could use all kinds of examples from my own personal life with various people, though, but you got one doctor says it's this, another person with a Ph.D. and decades of experience who says it's that, and what are mm-hmm. you supposed to do with that
2: information right? when they disagree? We got this uh, note from Bob, long-time listener and correspondent. Uh, just wondering what it says about us as a society when we treat normal teenagers as kids until they're 18. But if one is so effed up and troubled enough at 14... We let them cut off their own junk. Or, he says, uh, charge them as adults in court. Which is another topic, but an interesting one. That's Mm -hmm. right. So, if you are a happy, well-adjusted teen, you can't make any real decisions until you're 18. But if you're seriously messed up, we'll let you authorize the mutilation of your own body. What the hell?
3: That's a good point. A 16-year-old, a normal 16-year-old, with no uh, other problems, can't possibly be expected to drive a car. Way too difficult to make those decisions.
2: Yeah. For instance. But a severely confused fifteen year old can be allowed to authorize surgeries, right? Uh ninety five, Mike Moore with Precia Mosley.
4: By the time I was 17 years old, testosterone was being injected into my anorexic body. This was after a single appointment with a WPATH certified therapist who asked me a few questions and told me that I was a boy. These vague questions included things like, do you dislike your period? Do you get along better with boys?
2: Wow. 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 One meeting.
3: Where are the parents in this story?
2: I don't know. One meeting at the close of which she said, yep, you're a boy. Next clip.
4: One year after the testosterone injections began, my healthy breasts were removed. At the same time that I was given top surgery, I was denied liposuction. My doctors knew that I was too unwell to consent to radical surgery, but they cut my breasts off anyway.
3: So liposuction's radical surgery, removing breasts and uh, testosterone
2: treatments, not. That's interesting. Uh, where were the parents? Uh, next clip.
4: My testosterone came from a pediatrician where I was also seeing a nutritionist for my severe eating disorder and receiving stitches for cutting. There were no safeguards in place, no one to question me and ask why I wanted to look different so badly so quickly. Instead, I was told that anyone who did not affirm me wanted me dead, and my belief that I was born in the wrong body was affirmed. My parents were blackmailed into the idea that I would kill myself if they did not go along with hormones in the surgery.
3: Oh, what a horrible situation to be in. You have medical professionals telling you as a parent, look, if you don't do this, it's likely she's going to kill herself. What a horrible position to be in.
2: When that is absolutely also not borne out by the evidence, and we've got more on that to come. She gets back to that theme in a minute, but next clip first, Michael
4: testosterone had severe side effects more of which are coming up every day and which I was not warned about this includes chronic pain in the form of aching joints and burning in my neck, back and shoulders my shoulders broadened beyond what my frame was meant to carry and my hips are too small to hold me up without causing this pain. Ah. I suffered with ovarian cysts for years when my cyst burst I would go to the hospital and tell me they would tell me it was normal, give me morphine and send me home. Now I do not know if I'm first I do know that I will never be able to breastfeed, however. Even with a breast-free construction, this will not be possible. I will go my whole life without experiencing feeding a baby.
2: And and finally, uh, the last one, 99.
4: I trusted my doctors when they said it was transition or suicide. I thought that this was life-saving medicine, but I was sold snake oil, and the price was my healthy body, my voice, and my joy.
3: I was at a where was I restaurant in the airport and um, a couple of goth chicks came in and they looked to be like late teenagers. I don't know if they were adults or not, but they were super goth, you know, the, uh, the, the black fishnet tights and all black clothes and the black lipstick and the white face and the jet black hair and the whole thing like that. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, they, they really uh, stuck out in the crowd, but I think everybody there, had the same feeling, Uh, it's interesting they're going through that phase. I mean, nobody thinks they're going to be dressed like that in 10 years. We all know they aren't. No, and generally
2: speaking, it'll all be harmless and forgotten.
3: Absolutely, and nobody's really worried about it, but they're going through a phase where they think it's really, really important to look that different from everybody else for whatever reason, and everybody knows that it's going to last one summer, a couple, and then they'll go back to something more mainstream. Why would you treat uh any the, the whole gender thing any differently than that for a
2: teenager well i i, I wouldn't um in spite of the pressure and chris rufo actually a great setup for the next cliff a clip 91 please michael The whole ideology is based on a false
1: notion that you can change your sex. It denies the basic reality uh, of the universe, of the cosmos, of creation. Um, And they're doing that because they believe that if they can soften a child's consciousness, if they can destabilize the child's identity, they can control that child and use that child as a political tool. This is not about sexuality first and foremost. This is about using sexuality in order to achieve political objectives
2: which i understand is a little confusing we've tried to deal with that on the show neo-marxism and how it works and we'll we'll do it again but i want to play one final clip from rufo uh go ahead 93. this is really dangerous and and i always tell people if they can get you to say the pronouns they
1: can get you to say anything so don't ever back down from the truth Uh, you don't have to be mean about it of course Um, but certainly don't fall victim to the manipulative nature of this ideology
2: Which is what I've always said about the whole, uh, if you look at a man and say, yes, that's a woman, because you're told to say that, it's not about the man or the woman, it's about your submission. That's what they're looking for, for you to submit to them providing you with reality. You are no longer in charge of your reality. The party will tell you what your reality is, or the progressives or whatever.
3: Well, that's a rough story from that uh, girl.
2: Here's a related story. 21 leading experts on pediatric gender medicine from eight countries have written a letter to the editor of the Wall Street Journal opinion uh, section expressing disagreement with the Endocrine Society and its new president over the treatment of youth gender dysphoria. Again, this is a couple dozen from eight different countries. Although they've commented on the problems of the American affirming model in the past, this is the first time international experts have publicly weighed in on the American debate over gender-affirming care, and they point out that there is no data, none, suggesting that but causing these changes, I call them mutilations, to young bodies leads to better mental health or happiness or decreases suicide. Anybody who claims such studies exist have cherry picked fake. Or garbage studies because unlike the us medical associations that talk about this stuff, they have meta studied all these studies and 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 appraised them for their strength and scientific validity as well and they found that a lot of them that are that are cited the most frequently are, are utterly uh you know vacant of of scientific status purpose. They previously called the Affirm or Suicide Narrative purposeful disinformation and its promotion, given the contagious nature of suicide, irresponsible. That's from a Finnish expert on this stuff. And it goes on and on. We'll talk more about it another time. But it has been crazy to watch the culture of the United States At least parts of it, small-ish parts of it, small but powerful parts of it, embrace something so insane, so completely. How long will the psychosis last and how many people will be hurt? That's the only question before we all wake up. We all wake up because reality bats last. But how long will it take?
4: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do